Welcome to Better Movies, starring Adam. Mom, I need you to pick me up. Everyone at this podcast is drinking alcohol. Avery. It's amazing. Kevin. Don't make that my pull quote. Don't make that my pull quote. And Matt. My voice is kind of sharp. Alright, welcome to the Better Movies podcast, the only podcast certified fresh. I've decided to go with that one. Nice. Okay. I like it. Let's do this thing. Adam, what was the last movie you watched? So the last movie I watched was Burn After Reading, which is a a movie that we talked about briefly last week, and I mentioned that I hadn't seen. And it was super good. Uh, I love Brad Pitt, and Brad Pitt is in that movie. And J.K. Simmons is also fantastic, also in that movie. Oprah Winfrey, also pretty cool. She's not in that movie, but shout out in case she's listening. (laughs) (laughs) Friend Um, of the show, Oprah. (laughs) Friend of the show, yeah. Uh, So yeah, if I could change uh, anything about it, I think the first thing I would change is I'd probably pay more attention to the movie. That would be the first thing. (laughs) (laughs) So not really your fault with the movie, so much as your... uh... Yeah, it's not. Right. Well, because, like, I was making a... So, for every day for the last, like, week, I've made Top Ramen. And I hated Top Ramen as a kid. And for some reason, this last week, I've just, like, fallen in love with it. Like, making eggs and putting (laughs) in it and cutting up green onions and stuff. And I was just, like, so involved in making my fancy Top Ramen that I looked up and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm watching a movie as well. (laughs) So that's my bad. Um... But the parts that I did see, which were most of it, I like rewinded it and stuff, were super good. And the only thing that I can even think of changing, because I, I really liked it. I would have really liked, so you know how at the end of like Bollywood movies, there's like a dance number that kind of happens? <laughs> yes. I wanted that, yeah. but like Brad Pitt's character, because he kind of like dances on a treadmill and he's like always moving like way too hyped and stuff. Yeah. There's that great bit where he's dancing in the car. It's really good. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Like, every scene where his character is in is great. So I would love, like, like a Bollywood thing where he leads it. Or maybe, like, if anyone remembers a Darren's, Darren's Dance Grooves back in the in the 90s. Does anyone remember that? No. No, no one knows what you're talking about. Is this a Bollywood oh, thing? No, this is, but it is a very <laughs> enlightened thing, that's for sure. Darren, Darren was a guy who he would teach you, like, all the dance moves to the sickest tunes, like uh, Bye 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 the by NSYNC and stuff. So he'd take you through each step. And so, yeah, I think I'd kind of have, like, a dance scene at the end where it's just, like, his character teaching me all the sick moves and how to do them, with the exception of the move where he gets shot straight in the forehead. That would be the one. (laughs) (laughs) That's how the number ends. They all fall down like they just got shot. I can't think of a single movie which would not be improved with a Bollywood star (laughs) dance number at the end, like where the whole cast gets back together. Like, Can you imagine the end of The Usual Suspect? And he like limps (laughs) off into the distance, straightens up, and then the camera flips... And they all do. It'd be amazing. Yeah, they they do the. What is that? What is his character's name? The fake guy who's in it or whatever. Kaiser Soze. Do like his limp as well. It's like part of it, like a thriller <laughs> yeah, sort of thing of where dance. you just like hobble to the right and then hobble to the left. 
I think even for Bollywood movies, like if they ever make sequels, I want a sequel to the dance number more than I want the sequel to the movie. So I agree. <laughs> All movies could improve with the dance number, even the Bollywood movies that already have one. That already have one could with do with another one. Yeah. 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 I think also for like for like real downer movies, like imagine Titanic. They all mm-hmm. sink down to the bottom, and then at the bottom of the sea, there's a dance number. Like it would really kind of feel like it would lighten the mood after the just movie a leaves blue-lipped the Leonardo DiCaprio. The dance moves yeah. are just like you grasping for the top as like bubbles come out of your mouth. Yeah. Do you think that a Bollywood dance scene could could bring up Requiem for a Dream? Oh gosh, or, no. Which Kevin and I both watched wow. this last week. I mean, I feel like it will be tonally uh, a bit inconsistent. Unlike these other suggestions, <laughs> but like, I feel like I feel like the okay. end of the end of Requiem for a Dream, like it it couldn't get any worse at that point. So like, you could throw anything in there, and it would be <laughs> I think be an improvement on my. I moves. think the dance That's number true. for Requiem for a Dream is is just one where you actually inject real heroin. And then you just lay on the ground and imagine what it would be like to dance. Oh, oh my gosh. Do the, do the Requiem. Yeah. Everybody. <laughs> the best movie I will never watch again. Never, ever. I will never sit through that thing. It's fantastic and I hate it. Yeah. Yeah, that was so brutal. Yeah. It destroyed me as a human. This wreck of a person that you see in front of you. <laughs> I, I feel I feel similarly honestly about uh, Passion of the Christ is kind of similar. I mean, like oh, Easter. I haven't, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen I it either. I, someone spoiled the ending for me, so after that, I was, just like, <laughs> was it two guys in suits who don't make that my pull quote? <laughs> yeah, don't was, make that my pull quote. <laughs> Can we tell you about a book? He dies in the end, but he comes back. It's like, oh, guys, that I kind of want to do that, but for other movies, like just be like. Like Jehovah's Witnesses, but going door to door, just spoiling movies for people. <laughs> uh, especially the obvious ones like Titanic. Have, the, have you heard the good news about Kaiser Sosa? <laughs> All right, Avery, what was the last movie you watched? Uh, so I watched uh, a movie released on Netflix called hmm. Spectral. I've never heard of it. Hmm. It's this uh, kind of near future sci-fi. It basically deals with how. Um, in this war-torn, civil war-torn city of Moldova, um, people are just dying for unknown reasons, and it turns out it's like these ghosts. So it's just like ghosts recruiting people for a ghost party? So the one thing that you would improve about the movie is to retitle it Ghost, ghost Party. Ghost party. Why is that not <laughs> yeah. already a movie? Well, the funny thing is that the ghosts, the quote-unquote ghosts that are killing him, it's not like they're recruiting more ghosts, because that's not what ends up happening. People who die don't end up becoming part of this whole army. There's a whole... It gets kind of like techno, babble, and... It's also literally an episode of Doctor Who. Like, that's a... That's yeah, it's a Doctor Who, X-Files type thing, so I was thinking ways to improve no, it. No, he's saying throw, like it's... Throw a fox. It's literally... Like, um, like, there's an episode of Doctor Who that has the plot that you just oh, described. Okay. I was thinking of ways to improve it and thinking, oh, Fox Mulder in here, hey, these ghosts, you know, I want to believe, or something like that. But then actually, I thought even better would be um, Michael J. Fox's character from The Frighteners shows up. Just see him there, like, I can see these ghosts, what's wrong with you guys? 
I really wish I watched Michael J. Fox, The Frighteners, to prepare for this moment. You should watch it. <laughs> what is what it's is this about? Movie. Give me some context. Because I have a feeling anyone, that there might be some people listening to this that aren't quite caught up on their Michael J. Fox anthology yet. If you <laughs> haven't seen The Frighteners, turn off this podcast. Go watch it right now. Exactly. What are you even doing? I don't know that we're established okay. well enough no, to encourage people to, to stop listening to Even if you watch it and then try and come back, don't come back. If you haven't seen it, we don't want it. Uh, still, I, I want you. <laughs> <laughs> All you need to know about the Frighteners for the joke to make sense is that he can see he can see dead people is the thing that you need to know. Oh, that's yeah. it? It's just like... A... Well, I mean, there's more to the movie. But, but it's like a... That's, that's, the, that's what you need for the joke. How does it compare to... Uh, how does it compare to the classic horror movie Ghost, Ghost Party? <laughs> Not, well, nothing compares. Oh, okay. It's the greatest... How's, how's it compared to Ghost Dad? How's that? <laughs> Less Bill Cosby. Oh, huh. So already an improvement. Well, <laughs> then I would say to watch The Frighteners. Yeah, okay. watch The Frighteners. It's good. Yeah, for sure. It's a great movie. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Frighteners is a pretty crappy title for a movie. I'm just throwing that out there. Do they have other things that they pitched and they settled on The Frighteners? Like the... <laughs> this, this, the, scammers. the Scammers. No, it's no the good. They're, the They're Gonna Spook ya. No. Gonna... <laughs> the what about just parenthesis boo parenthesis I bet it was those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Kevin, what was the last movie you watched? Alright, the last movie I saw was Hot Fuzz. Oh, which yeah. is a really, really funny movie. Um it's kinda comedy satire. Um surprisingly violent like a lot of graphic violence but all in this really funny context yeah yeah um but i really enjoyed it i laughed a lot um yeah the like foreshadowing and stuff is just absurdly obvious which is really fun um it's it's like i would say it's one of the best comedy movies of the past like 20 years 15 20 years yeah it came out what like 2000 eight or 2007 or something yeah Um, it's interesting how did that like how did the small town like village angle play as a u.s like as an american because it seems to me to be a very english movie Hmm. like a lot of that like rural village like local pub very kind of tightly knit community stuff just seems to me to be very yeah specific to England. I grew up in a really small town as a kid in Ohio, and it just made me mostly think of that. The place that we had that everyone hung out at was a combination gas station, uh, body shop, candy store, tanning salon place. (laughs) It was all in one. And, like, everyone from the town just hung out. Like, that was the spot. Anytime I went there, the guy who was my bus driver was always there making fun of me, but he didn't have any teeth. So we'd always just be like, hey, the kid with the gab there. And everyone would be like, oh, it's so true, Ken. And I'd be like, I don't know if it is or not, but I'm offended. So it translated really well for me, I felt. It's true. Yes. But if I was going to improve the movie, I think what I would do is get rid of everything that was British in the movie and make it make it American. <laughs> like yeah i don't know the british accent just super annoying 
Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just like everybody sounds super pretentious. They're obsessed with like analyzing art and critiquing it. And <laughs> they think they know everything. They're always like, don't be late for the podcast. They're always. <laughs> I do like that Kev's way of making it better is putting you, because I'm going to go out on limb, it feels like this is pointed at Matt. <laughs> yeah, it feels like one one member of this podcast specifically is being targeted. So it seems like Kev Wait, wants you... to put you in the movie and then take you out of the movie. <laughs> take me out of it. <laughs> so the solution isn't necessarily like, don't take anything out, it's that Kev personally wants to kick you out of your favorite movie. <laughs> That's the solution. <laughs> Wait, Matt, are you British? <laughs> no, I just put on put on this accent because it makes me sound smart. So you're uh, Canadian, right? That's, no, I'm actually from rural Ohio. <laughs> um, there's I used to drive Adam's bus. There's this gas station tanning <laughs> salon you got to check out. It is off the hook. You just lay there, and they drop Skittles from up above, just right into your mouth as you're doing it. It's great. That actually does sound pretty good. Uh, okay, so I'll do one. Uh, the last movie I watched was, I watched a bunch of like bits of movies, but the last w- movie I watched like the full, the whole thing of was Jobs, the Danny Boyle, Aaron Sorkin, Steve that's, Jobs movie. Is that the one with Ashton Kutcher? No, 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 no. That's I think that one's called Steve Jobs. <laughs> no, Jobs is the Michael Fassbender one. Oh, okay. I Jobs. It's an Aaron Sorkin it. script, so it's a lot of people walking down corridors, walking and talking. Mm. Saying exactly yeah. the like, just reciting the conflict, how they feel about them, and how this is going to affect the rest of the movie. And it's Without all you. very yeah. purposeful and important and kind of antiseptic. It has quite a clever structure in that it's set like in the 10 minutes before like a bunch of product launches. Like, it's the original Mac, and then the next, and then the iMac. And I feel like there's another one that I'm missing. Um, but so it, it's just the set iCup. in the lead up to those pro- yeah. the iCup, yeah, sp- that's right. In spell the lead it out, up though. to those product launches. So- spell, spell it, Matt. <laughs> spell out the I- spell out iCup. <laughs> spell it. You done? Did you did you spell it? Because you, sh- you should. Do it for Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs died for this elaborate joke. It's the only reason why Apple was made, just to progressively finally come out with the iCup. Make people spell it. I-C-U-P, that's what it spells, Matt. It's hilarious. I'm so glad I'm get, I get to do the editing on this podcast. <laughs> I'm interested to hear a little more about this, Matt, because uh, I've, I've only seen the part of the movie where we're leading up to the, the next computer. So I saw most of this movie, and then it suddenly had to update... I hate this podcast so much. I'm just gonna destroy it. The movie is 90 minutes long, but it took me four hours to watch it because I had to read the user agreement. Oh, yeah. You have to accept the terms and conditions to watch the movie. Yeah. That's nice. My one problem with the movie is that there was a U2 album that nobody wanted right in the middle of it. And you can't <laughs> remove it. Did you have more of this movie? Uh, I forgot what I was going to say about it. Oh, yeah. So it's quite clever because, like, 
what you know about Steve Jobs, like what people think of when they think of Steve Jobs, is the the um, turtleneck and glasses. The turtleneck and glasses and the big speeches about the iMac right. or whatever. So it's quite a clever idea to show the bit leading up to that. But it, it kind of like it's a weird structure to make a movie yeah. around. Like it seemed really contrived to like force all of these dramatic points. And at one stage, uh, Steve Jobs is like literally says, "It's like." everybody comes up to me 10 minutes before a product launch <laughs> and tells me how they feel. And you're like, well, I mean, you can't, you can't point out in your movie how stupid yeah. your movie is. That's not. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was good. I think if I can improve it, I would also include the 10 minutes after the product launch where Steve Jobs is like, I'm pretty well, you think? And then he goes and just has a Gatorade. Yeah, then he finishes yeah. and he's like, let's get back to creating the eye cup and making sure. <laughs> <laughs> can I pick a different movie and we'll do that one so that I can cut out all this bit I don't know. where Adam makes this joke <laughs> times. I'm having a very good time actually I'm glad you're enjoying this I, I am too honestly because so. all of our listeners have already switched off <laughs> it's interesting that there are two movies so close together that are basically same premise. Yeah. And one of them, like, the job, the, the Michael Fassbender one, the Jobs one, is based on the Walter Isaacson book. Like, it's based on that okay. huge thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think the other one is just based on, like, like the Wikipedia article. I'm okay, sure. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've actually only seen the Ashton Kutcher one. I need to see the uh, Michael Fassbender one, too, though. Is it any good? Uh, I mean, it's not super memorable to me. They're both highly decorated movies, right? Because Michael Fassbender got nominated for Best Actor, right? And Ashton Kutcher got a Teen Choice Award, so it's like (laughs) (laughs) highly comparable in quality. I got it wrong. I watched the one that is called Steve Jobs, and you watched the one that is called Jobs. Jobs. One of them's like super highly acclaimed. It's like Aaron Sorkin, Michael Fassbender... Um, Danny Boyle, it's like the writer of The West Wing and the director of Train Spotting and Slumdog Millionaire. And the other one's like the writer directed by the writer of Amityville Horror and uh, <laughs> <laughs> written by like literally someone without a Wikipedia entry. Nice. Um, <laughs> and Ashton Kutcher was like, um. The the Amityville Horror one, please. <laughs> I would like that one. Alright, let's do some movie suggestions. Alright, what do we got? Uh, Kel, at Oh Hey, Oh Hi, Hello, suggested... I'm only reading this because of the way it ends. A human version of Finding Dory called Finding Ellen DeGeneres, thanks. <laughs> Is the movie called Finding Ellen DeGeneres, thanks? I think that's... Yeah, a, so who would think? I think that's America thinking... You at the end, right? Yeah. To return America's sweetheart, Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> That's all I wanted to say about that. I just wanted to make fun of Cal for a minute. Oh, okay. We don't want to talk about like some sort of taken mashup where it's just Ellen DeGeneres dancing the whole time as she's like trying to engage the terrorists. <laughs> now, there is a movie that would definitely um, end with a Bollywood star. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but yeah. like Liam Neeson is not into it. He's just like as people are dancing, he's just like choke holding each one one at a time, <laughs> taking them down. Will we, will we have Liam Neeson? Because like I feel like he's not that invested. Although like maybe his daughter grows up and isn't 
constantly getting kidnapped by people. And so he doesn't really have anything to do with his time. Because, like, what does that character do when he's not using his uh, specific set of skills? <laughs> um, so he just really gets into daytime TV, <laughs> and then they cancel Ellen, and he's furious. Oh, I love that. And he goes to find her, but she, I mean, she's just at her house, because she, she wasn't kidnapped. They just cancelled mm-hmm. it. She retired. Um, yeah. It's run its course. She handed yeah. it off. Yeah, but he's like, no. He has to kill who they replaced her with so that they have yeah, to call her back. Yeah, he's gonna kill Jimmy Fallon, which also, <laughs> fine. Comma, thanks. Jimmy Fallon gets moved even earlier <laughs> yeah. into the day. Yeah, he gets seriously, I guess, promoted, right? Because, like, the guy who's on the Late Late Show goes to the Late Show and then they go to the Tonight Show. Like, it's like a hierarchy. Yeah. So, like, Ellen has the best spot in that lineup because she's I... at 4 p.m., which is the earliest. I guess. I guess. Re- I guess Regis has the best spot. At what point does it loop back <clears throat> around? Well, and like local news is in there at some point, which that's definitely not. No, a top yeah. spot. So I don't know. We have to wait and see where Jay Leno, like, as he makes his way up, where he ends up. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, that's the top one. <laughs> uh, I quite, I quite like um, Flash Ember, Wild De Beast, Twitter Legend. Uh, his suggestions. Yeah. There will be Wildebeests. Daniel Day Wildebeest stars in this Oscar Wildebeest winning film about Wildebeests. Is it not Wildebeests? It is Wildebeests. Okay. Do you want to say that again and I'll cut it so that it sounds like you didn't make a fool of yourself? There will be Wildebeests. There you go. And then he also submitted The Land Before Wildebeests, animated film about a dinosaur named Littlefoot. Absolutely no Wildebeests. None. Nope. Not even one. So it's just a retitle of... Land Before Time. It's a more accurate title than The Land Before Time because yeah, it time. definitely progresses during the course of that movie. I mean, some of the some of the characters died, and if like if there was no time, they'd probably be all right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that just got real philosophical with The Land Before it Time. Did. It did. It got real deep. How can you use the word before if time doesn't exist? You well, know? exactly, yeah. Yeah. Unless, unless, unless time is circular, in which case, all things are before and after this point. Right, but not none of them are before or after time. Well, yeah, it would be the before <laughs> each. Good. It would be the land before time, but also after time and within time, through time, besides time, in time. So, have they really missed a trick? Because there's like twenty five of those movies, and they could have named each of them with a different preposition. Inside time, between time. The land yeah. getting close to time. Over time, underneath time. There's so many prepositions during time. Yeah. Just, is the rest mm. of the podcast just Kevin listing prepositions? Because if so, many... I am signing off right now. It's between that <laughs> and you finally spelling I cup, you son of a bitch. Can, can, we, please, can <laughs> we please pitch a movie? I'm dying here. You're killing me. What are the two that you wanted to talk about? Me? Oh, uh, uh, let's see. Okay, the one, one of them that I liked was, I like Elvish Presley, uh, at underscore Elvish Presley (laughs) underscore. He suggested a gritty noir reboot of Blue's Clues. But I've always thought about that, where if it was like each, each clue, I think it would be easy to do if like Blue was some sort of drug sniffing dog. You know what I mean? And 
Yeah, although I like it being like fully noir, where it's like blue is like narrating over the top. Yeah. In like a super. He's got to be wearing a McGruff coat with a hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I support any and all McGruff and he's like, callbacks. Those are great. I could tell as soon as Dora walked into the room that she was trouble. <laughs> like, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to go see and talk to, what is it, Mr. Salt and Mrs. Pepper. So, would Blue be solving a murder in this in this case? I imagine he has to, because, like, that's how noir typically works. Yeah, I think part of the mystery, then, would have to be, like, he finds blood places, but the blood is clearly blue, because the paw print is always blue blue as well so he like yeah. accidentally kind yeah. of stumbles into this blue blood each time or maybe he's contaminating the scene each time. so he's a really crappy detective apparently <laughs> <laughs> if i if i had a blue dog i wouldn't let him anywhere near a crime scene it seems like a disaster uh you've already got the built-in because there was a female dog yeah. so there's our uh oh, what are those called in film noir movies femme fatale I would like to see that if uh, if Dora is the client, then uh, maybe they're looking for Diego. <laughs> Someone often. Yeah. Sounds... It was definitely Swiper. Yeah. Like he's Swiper, moved up. Sure. He's, right. he started he started with swiping stuff, but he's moved up in the world. What if it was Steve? I wouldn't put it past him. What Steve yeah. is the murderer or the murderee? The murderer. Yeah, no, I Because I feel I feel like Swiper's the obvious choice where it's like, oh, I gotta go see Swiper. Well Steve He's a fox. Stereotypes. Steve isn't always the host, right? There's also Joe. So maybe Joe killed Steve for his prestigious position. I guess we're getting a bit meta here. <laughs> who is Joe? The guy who hosts it later. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get a new They got a new actor and it was like he had a huh. new name. I'm really strict on just like the first three seasons of Blue's yeah, Clues. You're a After that, I felt like it didn't really stick with the the storyline as well as I'd hoped. Should we do a different one? That one done? Not good. Yeah, I think we're done that one. <laughs> the other yeah. one I, I was going to talk about was uh, by at the Adam Kid, Medea's Mad Max for Fury Road, which I think <laughs> should be replaced just in and just called Medea's Max Fury Road. I feel like yeah. it goes a little better. For obvious cho- reasons, I like that as a choice. <laughs> I feel like I can't comment because I've never seen a Medea movie. Oh, really? They're yeah, really I've good. Seen, I've seen like snippets of them, but I've never like sat down. I don't think I've ever seen a Tyler Perry movie, to be honest. Oh, you got to. You have got definitely, to. Matt. I will, I will eventually. Well, uh, so Medea, you know, well, you know the character at least, right? Yeah, She's yeah, like yeah. Head, of, yeah. head of the household sassy kind of takes attention to herself herself in a lot of ways so as a medea superfan what role in mad max would you cast her is she furiosa or is she a morton joe like what's the no i kind of look at it where she's kind of like comes in and she's like everybody's got to stop fighting like we need to pull it together bullet town <laughs> And she, like, really whips him into shape. She's like, hey, uh, foreshadowed Donald Trump-looking guy, why don't you just settle down? And she's just like, she, it's like another family reunion, but for the Mad Max community instead. Right, yeah, yeah. And that'd be good, because she could get, like, Tina Turner from that one movie. 
and uh, whoever the bad guy is in in um, Rogue Warrior, the biker yeah. dude, she could get them all back in, and really just yeah, hash, have a sit down and really hash it out. Everybody hugs at the yeah. end. Yeah, and then there's a dance number. Perfect. You could have like that scene where Max is like on the kind of the front of the car and he's like hooked in for as a blood pack for the other guy and they're like racing and they're spraying stuff and you don't even know Medea's in the movie and suddenly he just like looks over he's like we're gonna do it and he like looks over and that's the reveal of Medea's like I didn't think about a road trip but I guess it works and she's like <laughs> and that's an hour into the movie and suddenly you're like oh this now this I was understand good. why it's called Medea's Mad Max Fury Road yeah. I was confused up until this point up until this point, I was like, that's a major typo. But but the rest of the movie is as is, right? The first half is the same, like, adrenaline-fueled, action-packed, like, thrill ride. Or maybe, and then... yeah, maybe she's just, like, commenting on the movie as it goes through, you know? Oh, like a kind of mystery science theater mm-hmm. deal. But she's still in the movie. <laughs> she's just saying all the things we wanted to say during Mad Max. Where she's like, we just drove all the way out here just to go back. That's our plan. <laughs> and everyone's like you tell him Medea this is great I feel like that would make the movie substantially worse in what way in the way you just described I... it <laughs> I think she should be the gu- the guitar player just one for one swap does she still Came play guitar yeah is that part of the rich fiction of the Medea universe is she just she can just shred yes I really do want to talk about the Bowling Green Mile Massacre in a way. <laughs> I don't know what to say about it. I like it because it's like, maybe it's like the Green Mile in a way, like someone's framed for something. But the whole time they're like, you better get to the crime scene. But there is no crime never scene because it, it never even happened. It never even happened. So it's a lot like the Green Mile in that he's framed for a crime. But rather than being framed because someone else did it, he's framed it for a crime didn't that didn't happen, happen ever. Nice. Yeah, yeah, that just... A white lady with alternative facts was just like, you probably <laughs> killed someone at some point. <laughs> you look like you yeah. killed someone. Like, I don't know. Well, look at the evidence. I don't... There's... So who will we get Who will we get to play Hanks? Which one is Hanks? Remember, I don't remember, like, any character name. Oh, so no, no Tom I Hanks. Think, I mean, he was... He Tom was, Hanks. Uh, was the prison guard. I feel like just remaking the Green Mile is something we've already done on this podcast. Did we not already, <laughs> oh, yeah. Did we yeah, not already do that? I kind of wish it was just a movie about the bullying Green Massacre. Throw out the Green Mile parody. Which goes into the whole thing where it's like about things like having happened way too soon. It's happened so soon it hasn't even happened yet? Yeah, the Bowling Green Massacre like was just mentioned for the first time in history the other week when we talked about how it apparently exists in history. Like, that's way too soon. I like the idea of one of those really, like, tense movies. I can't think of any examples off the top of my head. But, like, those really tense movies where you know something bad is going to happen at the end and it's all of the build-up to it, so you're getting to know, the like, the characters who are going to die. Kind of, I mean, like, not unlike Titanic, but like a disaster movie, right, where you're getting to know the characters who are... who you Like Ernest Scared Go Stupid on. or something. <laughs> Yeah, exactly like uh, Scared Stupid. Okay. Yeah, it's exactly the kind of movie I'm talking about. Um, but then at the end, like, they're just all, they're all fine. And it just kind of... It doesn't happen? It just doesn't happen, yeah. <laughs> There's, like, shots of people buying guns and, like, really prepping 
But yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's just like to go target shooting apparently, and you're like, oh. <laughs> and some dude assembling something sinister looking in his basement and then it turns out he's just like wrapping birthday presents for his daughter yeah that's kind of like burn after reading yeah it's like a little building a little something super sinister he built something different it's yeah a, he's building something very different yeah a, a dildo chair so <laughs> i'll be an adult and i'll say what it was guys <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. I like how somebody suggested National Treasure, except nothing changes because National Treasure is perfect. I mean, well, I mean that's just true. Who suggested that? Yeah, it's it's already Austin perfect. Schmotzer at Stupid Millennial. <laughs> that says it all. There we go. So I would cast in the Nick Cage role. I would cast Nick Cage. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I think he'd be really good. And then we get Sean Bean as the villain. He's always good for a good villain. Wait, is he going to die this time, or no? Yes. <laughs> Wait, no. no. I don't remember what happens in the movie. No, he doesn't die. Oh, damn it. <laughs> he doesn't die? For a, ch- for a chain. And cast um, as the role of the Declaration of Independence, we get uh, <laughs> Donald Trump's first executive order. But instead of a map being on the back, it's just the order from Arby's that he was trying to make <laughs> It's just... Uh, it's just Bannon's note on the back of it saying, Trump, you're a good boy. And that's like it. <laughs> it's just Bannon practicing drawing a swastika. It's like, is, which way do the arms go? <laughs> we, got, we got uncomfortably political in this episode, guys. I feel like this is going to turn off a lot, of our, uh, a lot of our 20 listeners. I do uh, improv in a very Republican state. And I feel like... Every show I've done for the last month and a half, I've said something that one of my fellow performers has gone, and I kind of like <laughs> grits their teeth as they're like, don't, don't do that. Don't say it. Don't say it. All right. Do we feel good about this podcast? Are we done? At this point? No, I feel like that was a bad episode. I feel like this is, I mean, we've recorded for an hour, so some of it, there's got to be at least I think there were some good things in there. I was calling it because it seemed like we were fading in because I thought like we had good jokes. Like, I feel like things went pretty good. Am I wrong? Am I the only one? <laughs> Funny. I did this bit about iCup for 15 minutes that is just kind of... Well, this is why I'm worried <laughs> about the, the podcast not being long enough is because I've got 15 minutes of iCup jokes to cut out. <laughs> and, and the preposition <laughs> conversation. Yeah. <laughs> 15 minutes of or... iCup jokes and 20 minutes of Kevin just saying prop- prepositions. That's true. Okay. Oh, wait. Are we going to say our handles and goodbyes? Oh, yeah, yeah. Do our handles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Adam Browd, at Adam Browd. I am the Burger King, at a burger a day. I am Kevin, at Pan Midwest. And I'm at Matt McSee one Thanks for listening. Roll credits. That's the thing I say at the end of the podcast now. Nice. And then Pitbull comes in. Thanks for listening, all of you, except for those who haven't seen Frighteners. 